Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon. Thank you for joining us, and as always, and I can finally say it. And with us, our co-host, Alti. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I have allergies, but I'm here. I'm alive. How are you, Alberto? <laughs> I'm doing well. A little bit tired. We always joke off screen that I'm always late for my own show, and today wasn't the exception. I was ready. I'm going to be there 10 minutes early. I wasn't. I'm doing a lot of work on our backyard, trying to get that set up for the summer, trying to feed the dogs before the show, so I don't have to worry about that. Kids going around, school's almost over, so they're going crazy. So I'm late, tired, but I'm here. Yeah. No allergies just yet. Pollen is starting to get to Florida, but we're here on this Star Wars Saturday to talk a little bit Star Wars. So. Yeah. We're here. How does it feel, Oti? Finally, starting the show as a co-host. We, we're not hiding anything. You're our co-host. How, it's... How do I put this? It's it's exciting because I get to talk Star Wars every week mm -hmm. without the pressure of everything that you have to do yourself, the things that you do. Because, yeah. you know, I, I love my podcast. I, I love doing sure. it. But during this busy season, which... Finally comes to an end tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of tax season <laughs> in Puerto Rico. So it's it's been so, so hard to do podcasting. But here it's a bit easier because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you just sit down and, you know, talk. Yeah, um, let me cross off from here. Okay, I had Otti doing all this other stuff. <laughs> You're a co-host. You got to earn your key. But no, no. <laughs> it's fine. That's the way I like it. Just having someone to talk Star Wars. So, yeah, and there's a lot to talk about today. We mm -hmm. Why didn't this interview, this Vanity Fair article, come out last week when we did our big celebration? Because now everything's out there. But you know what? It's that's the part of Star Wars. Sometimes you do an episode, and next thing you know, everything is. It's it, it, Star Wars is like a sport, man. You can do a preview for a for a big game, and when that game ends, everything you said was you know yeah no irrelevant. Yeah. It, it's it's like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll say, I'll give them props. You know, I've been extremely vocal about Lucasfilm's marketing, how they're doing everything backwards. These past two weeks coming up to Kenobi, they've knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. uh, interviews overseas with the cast, bunch of different articles, little clips that just expand of what we've seen before. So I think they're doing a lot to promote Kenobi, not like they did for Boba Fett or even Mandalorian. So they're really pushing this this last few weeks and not doing it with TV spots or a bunch of trailers that spoil it. It's just, hey, here's the cast. They're excited to be back. Let's talk with them. And then that has taken the fandom by storm. So I'll applaud them for that and give them props. Yeah, it's... I think it's also easier to market this because, you know, yeah. we know all the big players. It's Obi-Wan mm -hmm. Kenobi, it's Anakin, and it's also the actors that play them. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting to to see how different this is. Mm -hmm. But but I agree, I, you know, you don't need a trailer to build hype. Just yeah. like every time one of those little snippets of them sitting down talking about the show com comes up, I get so excited. So, yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I think for Andor, it might be similar because it's characters that we already know. Diego Luna loves to be out there talking about Star Wars. So I think we'll see a similar push, maybe not as much, but we'll see something. But then for Acolyte and some of the newer shows, even Bad Batch season two, we'll see how those are marketed. So we'll see. But before we start, as always, thank you guys for being here. So make sure that if you're watching this video live, make sure, or even later, who cares if you're watching live, like this video, thumbs up, uh, leave us a comment down on the comment box, I guess. Uh, all your thoughts on this Vanity Fair article. We're going to be speculating about Kanobi in a bit. And make sure you subscribe to our channel. And if you're watching live, thanks. And be sure to let us know in the chat. And when this comes out later on the week on the audio podcast, same thing. Just let us know what you what you guys think. Um, and as always, again, the Amidala Initiative is still out there. Make sure that you guys do what you can. Help out down in the bottom of this video. There's the, the link for their GoFundMe. So, oh, hit it twice. Let's go and check it out. All right. Um, anything else before we start? Any? No, let's go ahead. I think we're, yeah, let's go. Let's we're ready. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And yes, Star, Star Wars News. And that's the that of Star Wars news. Yes, one thing. One thing that did happen. I got my my brotherhood copy. We've moved on. I, I got my brotherhood copy. I, oh, it, it didn't take a month. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it'll it take me a while to get to it because I have all the high republic to read, but <laughs> thank you, USPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, non-spoilers. I finished it. I've tweeted it out. If you're uh attack of the clones farm, especially, you're gonna love this book. Okay. It's a great continuation. If you love the Clone Wars, you're going to love this book. There's a bunch of connections. Okay. If you love the prequels, you're going to love this book. So for those fans, they're going to be over the moon. And I've seen a lot of people say this is their, their favorite book. It's not uh, mine. I enjoyed it tremendously. There's a few points here and there that I kind of, ah, really? Do we keep need to keep jabbing at Mace Windu as... That that evil guy. Well, I'm gonna love it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said for people that kind of fall on that track, they're gonna say point there. There you go. He's it's he's one of the reasons he's always every time Anakin looks back, there's Mace Windu just giving him a, a stare down. He's like, he's come like, on. He's, he's like, turn, turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But apart from that, I think the way that Mike Chan wrote Anakin and Kenobi makes sense follows those characters at that point. And it's great to see because Anakin just became a knight, Kenobi just became a master, got put in the council. So it's great to see how they deal with, with this new relationship. And then the business in Catalonia and all that. Interesting Wait, enough. We, we got that answer then? Dude, do you do you even know what the book is about? I should start I there. No idea. No. I just saw Kenobi and Obi-Wan in the, in the cover. I know Asaja somewhere in there. So yeah. <laughs> I wanted more Asajj. She's there and oh. she's, I, this isn't a spoiler. She, I guess this is the first canonical, I guess, appearance of Ventress. Because they don't know who, who she is. Okay. She shows up, Count Dooku sends her and then she's there. So it's great to have her, but there's not that relationship. One question. You love the Jedi Lost book. How does it connect to that? Or does it even? Nah, there's no, no connection. Okay. No. So you um, haven't 
You haven't read um, Dark Disciple, right? No, I haven't read Dark Disciple. It might have some connection. But at this point, they're not revealing a lot that Asajj was a former Jedi or anything. Okay. So you're just almost like Anakin and Kenobi. There's this new person, oh, okay. this Asajj Ventress. We don't know where she falls. So okay. there's not a lot to her backstory. But she's there causing chaos for Kenobi, which is always fun. Uh, so yeah, check it out. But the thing is, there's a bombing in Keronemodia, and Kenobi needs to go check it out. So this whole book is that business on Keronemodia doesn't count. Okay. And you'll figure out at the end that uh, um, Kenobi says something. This is why it doesn't count. So okay, okay. We'll see what you think about it. All right. So before we jump in into the first topic, who's there? Oh, there she yeah, is. Mo. There's Mo. How are you doing, Mo? Nice to see you. You have a nice day. All right, so let's talk about that Vanity Fair article. We got this, I don't know when it was, Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday. Some great pictures by Annie Leibowitz. And then it was written by Anthony Bresnikan, who's done a lot of these Star Wars articles. I think very for Entertainment Weekly, now with Vanity Fair. So all in all, the article was great. Come on, look at that cover. Kenobi is back finally. Five days, no, six days, and we'll finally six get days. that. So all in all, it's a very long article. Yes, we'll, we'll jump into Andor in a minute, no. I mean, no. Um, so just overall thoughts on the, on the article itself, and then we'll jump into some specific points. So I told you I hadn't read the article before today. Mm -hmm. I saw snippets here and there, but before the show, I decided to read it. And it, it was interesting. It, it was something very different from what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. It's It deals so much with legacy and the legacy of the returning actors to the show and their connection to Star Wars and their relationship with the Star Wars. It deals mm -hmm. with the legacy of um, Cassian Andor with Diego Luna and being this new character in this mm -hmm. new version of Star Wars. and. Kathleen Kennedy talks a lot, and the and the article overall goes over the the legacy of George Lucas and him wanting to bring Star Wars to TV, and then Kathleen Kennedy continuing that that vision. So it, it was very interesting for me to read it. It's it was a very good art, article yeah. actually. I wasn't happy with a lot of the things I read, but overall, it's it was interesting, and it it really gave me the impression that <sighs> we'll get to that, but. Even though I don't love that TV is the new avenue Star Wars sure. is going on, they're really like um, going all out with it, and it's like they're taking it very seriously. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. The article in itself gave us a lot of great information, things that we've been asking about. We spent a whole episode last week talking about what's next for Star Wars. Is it gonna be kind of ex? um shown out there in celebration what can we expect and uh, we got a lot of those answers did i didn't agree with all the answers that we got but at least those questions are out there now and then we can start playing and speculating all that fun stuff but yes the article itself was great as i was reading it and tweeting out oh i love this i love this and then a few things said oh maybe i didn't like this answer and i think in one part something that i read they even said yeah we're focusing more at least this article on the tv side but let's talk about movies. And then they talked a little bit about the movies. Let's start with the movies real quick because that's real short. And Kathleen Kennedy kind of says, we have a plan, but we're looking for directors or writers or everything are gonna be committed to these three to five years. 
we don't. That want was someone... a huge thing, and and I really loved reading that. Yes, it's again that's was the, one of the biggest issues with that sequel trilogy: changing um, directors, willy nilly writers. Writers, you got one year to write this, and then start working. Okay, now the next guy, oh, you're not gonna do it. Then you come in. So now, okay, we messed up. This is the way we want to do it. You need to commit for five years. So maybe that's a reason why all these movies are taking so long. And that's great. Give them time to write these stories and have a, a good story before you start shooting or whatever. Um, Taika Waititi's movie is supposed to be the next one to come out. There's no date. Is it the surprise 2023 movie? No, but we'll see next week. This has to be announced next week. Give us a little bit more information. And then Rose Squadron following this. And then we'll jump but into it, Ryan Johnson later. It's it's vague on the dates though, because yeah. they they said that Taika's is probably next uh, <laughs> shortly someday, <laughs> and then a little bit after that we'll get Patty's movie. But uh, some very interesting thing though, I don't know if you have to talk about it later because you put the Ryan Johnson for later. But she talks about the Kevin Feige movie. So, so let's go into that because then that that's interesting because <laughs> I don't think because we talked before you didn't read the actual interview just with Kathy Kennedy. Oh, she the, goes into that. Yeah, and that one the, all the all her quotes in the main article are then expanded uh, on this okay. on her own interview. Okay. And for the Kevin Feige thing, because a lot of people jumped into well, Michael Waldron said last week that he's working on the Kevin Feige. What are you talking about? At the end of the article, it says, "Oh, this was." This article, this interview was done back in May or something, or in March ah. before. So she might have been playing coy, and mm. then Michael Waldron came out after all this had been said. So thank you for saying that. Thank you. Yes. Everyone was like, come on, Kathy. Come on, it's out there. Don't, don't try to hide it. Um <laughs> okay. No. All right. So you know what? I had as a third point or fourth. We're talking movies. Ryan Johnson, I'm gonna read you that quote. And it says, and this is straight from Kathleen Kennedy when she's asked, what about Ryan Johnson? We've been hearing about this for years. Ryan has been unbelievably busy with Knives Out and the deal that he made at Netflix for multiple movies. I've had meetings with Ryan. He's somebody that comes in as part of our little brain trust discussion along the way. He remains very committed to what it is we're trying to do. He just literally hasn't had the time to devote that's what I'm saying. Anyone who comes into Star Wars universe needs to know that this is a three, four, five-year commitment. Interesting. A lot longer than that first one. And very different. Yes. <laughs> what so last week, I said on this show, if it doesn't get announced in Star Wars Celebration, it's not happening. You said, ah, be patient. There's still time. There's still talk, and it's still on the website. After hearing, listening this, listening to this quote, are you still in the same mindset that they're still working on it little by little, or is it kind of I mean, in the okay. back burner? Two faces. When I read the, because as you said, I didn't read her interview. I, re I read the article. Mm -hmm. When I read the article, I went, okay, this, this is over. It's, it's mm -hmm. not happening, or it's not happening anytime soon. And, and it was weird because we knew Ryan was busy because he had yeah. this deal with Netflix. And I'm like, so you're now realizing he's busy? <laughs> Um, cause after the deal, he got asked and he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm still working on it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. You're like, okay. Um, but that full quote makes me think that it's still on the table. Nothing has been scrapped. It's in the back burner because it, they can't fast track it, but mm -hmm. 
I'm based on that quote and that quote alone, I don't think it's off the table. Okay. It's funny being on Twitter after both kind of articles came out, you have both both sides. People saying, haha, I told you, back burner means it's not it's not coming out. And then the other side, haha, I told you, it's still happening. And I was same as you that the main article I read it is done. Back burner, multiple deals, this move is done. But then read listening to the full interview, it's like, ah man, maybe give it eight or nine years and maybe we'll get we'll get it. So I think forget about celebration. There's not gonna be any mentions of it, I'm guessing. Anything official. I don't know, man. They might be eh, Ryan Jones is still working on it. Kind of like that. Nothing specific. But I do think now that it will come out six, seven, eight years from I don't know this Netflix deal. I don't know how many movies it's doing or whatever. Three movies. I don't know how fast it will get through them, but so, okay. 2028 Star Wars. So I, I think the deal is until Knives Out 3. Okay. Um, two is coming out this year, if, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm pretty sure they already started working on three. And then Knives Out 2 is part of this three movie deal? I think so. I think okay. so. So, yeah, I, I said I said three movies. I meant three Knives Out movie. In yeah, even the article, because she says Knives Out, and this Netflix deal, so I think it was different things. Yeah, no, so I think, I don't know if he's working on it. He said he's been writing, so I don't know if he's done with Knives Out 3 and then goes like, okay, what's my next project? I, I did Looper. I, I, maybe he still has that Star Wars, you know, as they say in Spanish, um, Espinita, he wants to <laughs> take out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on, but the fact that they've refused to shut the door on it, it's... I mean, Alberto, Last Jedi came out in 2017. The movies got announced before the movie came out. Yeah. It's been a while. They've been doing a ton of things, a lot of reshuffling. It, they've had a lot of moments to go like, it's done, and they've refused to do it. We all thought that he wasn't doing episode 9 because he was going to go work on his trilogy. I wish but, would. <laughs> but also, before episode nine, and that's mentioned in the article where Captain Kennedy goes, like, we're changing our, our approach mm -hmm. to it. That was a perfect moment to say, like, we're not doing Ryan's movie yeah. because it, it doesn't go with what we want to do. No, yeah, no, he's still working on it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll be a trilogy because at some part on the article, she says, hey, Lauren, thanks for joining us. Lauren, next week, we'll be live. Correspondent. From... Yeah, our... We gotta hook up uh, probably about an hour before we go live on Friday. Make sure everything works. But it's gonna be fun next week. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be a trilogy because Catherine Kennedy says oh, we're not thinking about in a trilogy sense. It's just kind of all these stories are interconnected or something to that effect. We're thinking about stories, not trilogy. But even if we get one movie, they'll be okay. So Mo's happy they're taking their time, and I'm actually happy with it. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. anxious about it. We got plenty of TV news and TV series coming out, so we don't need to rush through it. It's a three yeah. to five year commitment. So yeah, don't wait for his Netflix deal to be done to then hopefully start Star Wars. 26, is it four years from now? I, I mean, don't know. But 2027 if you, maybe. If you think about it, it makes sense. If Ryan's movie, I mean, Taika's movie, let's say it comes out in two to three years, then... Patty Jenkins' movie comes out in four to five years. 
Yeah. That gives Ryan en enough time <laughs> to end these movies because mm -hmm. Knives Out is not this massive production that yes. takes up two years. It gives him time to finish this and then, you know, sit down and start pre-production and start building whatever it is he's going to build. Yeah, but I th I changed my tune a little bit. I think I think it will come out, but not in the foreseeable future. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to take time. Yeah. All right. So let's jump to another point of the article. And this is the one that got I'm surprised about how how much how many people jumped into this point and started back in solo mm -hmm. i love solo i understand why it is kind of in middle of the pack for a lot of people out there a lot of people didn't ask for this movie there's the whole make solo two push ha make solo two happen push out there we're extremely surprised by the the outpour of support for the movie and for alden after the quote came out and again, I'm going to read the full quote from Catherine Kennedy and not just the little snippet from the main article that wasn't taken out of context, but the way it was kind of staggered inside the article had a, a different intonation to it. But she goes on to say, there should be moments along the way when you learn things. That may have certainly been a learning moment. And this is in response to someone trying to fill the shoes of Harrison Ford. Uh, some people have talked about how, well, maybe Solo should have been a TV show, but even doing a Solo TV show without Harrison Ford as Han Solo is the same thinking. Maybe I should have recognized this before. We would never make Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. Maybe I'm closer to the DNA of Indy and always have been than I was when I came into Star Wars because now it does seem so abundantly clear that we can't do that. Okay. So a uh, longer quote, but basically saying, we can't be recasting all these legacy characters or maybe making prequel movies about legacy characters. A lot of people took it, oh, she's bashing on, on Alden. We don't need all these CGI, deep fake Luke Skywalkers running around for years, years on end. What are your thoughts now listening to the full quote or when you heard the first time, all right, Lawrence adding that quote from the article was very misleading in your opinion, which surprises me because of who wrote the article. And I think we all agree. I mean, Anthony Bresica has been doing this for years. He knows how to write it. And I think him knowing that the full conversation with Kathleen Kennedy was dropping the next day, maybe that's how why he kind of worded it or did the article that way. But yeah, very misleading. A lot of people jump out, really? what you learn about solo failing at the box office was Alden doing an impression of Harrison Ford. But then this gives you more context into it. What are your thoughts on recasting? Let's start with that. Recasting legacy characters. Do you agree that no, that shouldn't be done for Star Wars? Everyone else does it and it seems to work. Look at Star Trek. Um, even Dude, the MCU has recast a bunch of people. It's hard. It's It's Let's take it by bit by bit. It's kind of hypocritical because we're getting an Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi show yeah. with Hayden Christensen and um, Ewan McGregor playing characters that they recasted for the prequel. <laughs> oh, but, uh, so a lot of people have said that, and I give it a pass because I, of the time when it happened, because it's like 40 years in the past. Sure, sure, so sure. You yeah. have to. I, I agree. But at the same time, you, you have George recasting, you know, in 99, iconic 
role from Alec Guinness with this random yeah. kid. Um, and it, it was a leap. It, it, it was a, mm -hmm. you know, it, it sometimes doesn't work as well as it did because I think no one really questions the transition from from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that, you know, there's already a tradition of it in Star Wars. Um, I, I get the Solo thing because Solo is like a couple of years before New mm -hmm. Hope and it's really like, it should probably look a little bit more like Harrison, whatever. But man, it, it's a slippery slope because there's something, you know, there's this whole conversation about Luke, about um, the CGI, about mm -hmm. the deep fake. But there's something, I don't know for you, but for me, there's something special about Mark Hamill being pivotal to that and doing yeah. the voice and and everything that goes along with cr creating that version of Luke that, you know, it's weird. It, it worries me for a lot of things, but the way Star Wars has handled it, I think, has been very respectful and very in the service of the legacy of the character and the story. So I, I don't know, but from the from another angle i i loved alden ehrenreich as han, han solo so i i don't think he was a problem with that mm -hmm. um movie in any way i you know i've said this a couple of times it's a bit controversial for for me he was a better, better han solo than um donald glover was a uh, lando so mm -hmm. there's that so i don't know it's yeah. I, i'm glad i don't have to make that decision <laughs> Yeah, I love Alden Han Solo, and I'm not saying he's better than Harrison Ford, of course. But when if I hear Han Solo, the the phrase that comes to my head, it's Alden Ehrenreich really? okay. as Solo. Yes, I don't know why. Maybe because the whole movie is with him. That's who pops into my head. So, to me, I can make that that easy transition. What I still saying that oh we learned that we can recast this legacy character still puts a little bit of a dent that all oh, the reason this movie didn't do as well was because harrison ford wasn't there he didn't catch his swagger mannerisms or whatever you can you can argue that if you want i love the way that he did it and by the end i think he's hand solo 100 i i had that very same feeling yes yeah um cgi and deep faking I understand and see the progression. I loved seeing both Leia and Tarkin in Rogue One. Didn't expect them, loved that they showed up. Seeing Luke in Mando season two, yeah, great. He looks kind of weird, but he's there. We know it's him. And then the progression for Book of Boba Fett, 100, you're like 98%. You sure that's not Mark Hamill? He looks even younger than Mark Hamill did at that time. Yeah. But now, if you go into the ethics of it, right? Deep faking, now the AI voice and everything, it's what the hell is going to happen out there just in a general sense? And it's funny because when Book of Buffett came out, everyone was praising what they did. And then just like everything that's popular, then people start jumping, jumping on it. And now a lot of people are saying, oh, he's a plastic Mark Hamill. There's no emotion to it. Emotion was a little bit, yeah. But no one was questioning when they were watching it. Luke Skywalker speak to Ahsoka as he's pushing Baby Yoda along the way. We all were loving it. I, I will say the emotion part. It really felt like the prequel acting, <laughs> and you know I've accepted it with the prequel, so I'll accept it here. Um, it's but it's it's a slippery slope because then you have this at the same time Marvel announced they bought Stan Lee's likeness. Oh, yeah. 
That's just so weird. No, I don't like. I don't like that one because I think it's different where actors that have recently passed and just to make a cameo is like why? we haven't had one we in all, two years. We're fine. We all know why he's not doing the cameos. We all know it. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's so weird. I don't like it. I don't like That's, it. But. Yeah. Uh, un unless they can show me a letter of Stanley being like, "Yeah, do this." <laughs> I, that, I don't. Know. I, I get if George Lucas says, "If I, if, if, if I die, when I die, if you want to use extreme CGI to bring me back, so, I'll I'll sign it." I agree. I think George will be okay with it. Uh, he loved Stanley. That. <laughs> I don't know. Just let me rest in peace. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so is the does this mean we're getting more? CGI, deep fake, legacy characters. There's, she also says that we're trying to move away from the Skywalker saga, even though Anakin Skywalker is back. Luke Skywalker, we're seeing him twice. He'll probably be in Ahsoka. Anakin Skywalker will probably be in Ahsoka. This other show right after Return of the Jedi with young kids, is that Luke rebuilding his? So are we really moving away? And also she mentions like it's all part of the same story. It's not it's not different movies. It's one yeah. series. <laughs> all right. Do you think the Lando show is in trouble now if they are going away from recasting? That, that, that was my first thought. Like, yeah, what, what does this mean? Like, is Billy D gonna do the action? <laughs> Unless they bring another character, another actor, same with as Luke, and then just deep fake Billy D's face into him. I don't want that. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, gonna, un I unless know. Billy D's like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to do the voice and they'll just change it. Thing is, I love Alden. I wish for a solo too. I don't Same. think that's happening now. Lando hasn't been, there's been zero mention of Lando since it was announced. And with these comments, I think Lando show it's bye-bye at least. Not even rumors. We haven't gotten yeah. anything. Nothing. So I think that's done. All right, so we already talked about Ryan Johnson. So let's jump into Andor. You said some of your favorite things from the article were about Andor, but what else? What else do we have in the chat before we jump into Andor? Anyone else have any thoughts? Lauren's very active. She's basically oh. commenting on, on everything um, we're saying, but yeah, this is basically in line with what she said before about the article being misleading. Mm. Um, <coughs> So yeah, she's not going to specific actors, but yeah, the the, the article kind of spins it that way. Yeah, because they mention Alden by name. He's like, not trying to talk, to throw Alden under the bus, but he didn't do a good job. But the and the specific quote you read, it's it's different. It doesn't really go that way. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with this. They're moving away from the Skywalker saga, and I agree with this too. <laughs> Celebration very better clip clarify i agree uh, but yes. you know what I, I tweeted about this and i'm glad this article came out because it really helps set expectations yeah. for next week mm -hmm. it really really does all right so setting expectations let's talk about andor the Luna comes out describes it Andor as a refugee story with Love a desperate that. refugee story with desperate people fleeing the empire at the full force of its power is the journey of a migrant and then we have Tony Gilroy, who's directing and producing. He says his adopted home will become the base of our whole first season. As we watch that place become radicalized, Gilroy says, 
Then we see another planet that's completely taken apart in a colonial kind of way. The empire is expanding rapidly. They're wiping out anybody who's in their way. Love, 100% everything they said. I mentioned here how Andrew is my most anticipated. I want them to focus so much on the empire. And this seems 100% the way that they're going. I didn't know that Andrew's planet, home planet got destroyed by the empire when he was a kid and then was a refugee. Colonialism, we've talked about this a little bit in the show. Everyone's excited for Andor. We saw how Diego Luna, how he was quiet when he got the, the call, didn't want the driver to hear anything, the, the taxi driver. Love that he was in Mexico City, not living in a, out there in Hollywood or anything. But Andor, what are your thoughts after reading all those comments? It's, it's, inter it's also interesting. Um, I, I love those quotes about the refugee and the immigrant um, because if you know Cassian's backstory, you know he he used to be a separatist. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see him, you know, join the rebellion because it's built on the ashes of the Republic and the Republic Army. <laughs> so you know that transition into the Empire, but he's going to be fighting along a lot of people he fought against. Yeah. Uh, or his family fought against the previous war. Um, I love it. I, I can't wait to see the show. I can't wait to see what the story is, how it moves, how it evolves. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, I don't know what else we can say about Ando. We're all extremely excited about it. There was always, ah, oh, what was he going to focus on? There's a lot of, of paragraphs and stories also about Mon Mothma, she's looking great in those pictures. Oh, Genevieve O'Reilly. It took I had to read that it was Mon Mothma on the little okay. picture. I'm like, who the hell is this brand new character there? Hmm, looking respectfully. But she looks great. Andor looks great with this long coat, longer hair. Coming into the uh resistance, the rebellion, we know Bail Organa's gonna be there. We're going to be seeing this from two fronts, from the Empire, just at the height, because we're seeing it a little bit in Rebels. We saw it at the end in Rogue One, but this is them now at the height of their power. Extremely interesting where it's going to be. And the way that both Diego Luna and Tony Gilroy talk about it, yeah, 100% this is what I wanted from the show. And again, crossing my fingers for a trailer and more information on Celebration this Thursday. So. I really hope we get the trailer because we got a reel a while ago. So year and a half ago, yeah. yeah. They and it's coming out. Um, oh, so this is coming out. This is after after Kenobi. It comes out in the summer. summer. Yeah. Okay. So well, we're getting Kenobi yeah, now. We're getting. We're definitely getting the trailer. Right. Yeah, we'll get the trailer. We'll get everything. We'll have Kenobi coming out. The first two episodes. There's only four episodes after that. We have Miss Marvel and She-Hulk kind of back-to-back -back also. So I think July to August, I'm guessing, is when Andrew's going to come out. Probably after She-Hulk. I don't know. I don't know how many episodes. It might do be the same thing as Kenobi and Miss Marvel. That Kenobi starts first and then Miss Marvel's right there. So it might be She-Hulk starts first and then it goes back-to-back -back with Andrew. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I can't believe they let them cross over because they've done everything they can. <laughs> not to let them cross over <laughs> the thing is there's seven days in the week they have to I, drop on the same day they're they're the only people that care nobody cares i, <laughs> I could watch both i mean i'll watch it again it's 
I'll say one in the afternoon, one late at night, or whatever. But exactly, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> We've all watched more than one show in a day. It's not nothing brand new. They should have just gone like Marvel on Wednesdays and Star Wars on Fridays. Yeah. Anyway, Whatever. marketing, advertising, we won't get into it. All right, so just finishing up before we jump into Kenobi speculation, two more topics. One, just a little about the Acolyte. We're starting to get now more information about the Acolyte. A hundred years before the Phantom Menace, uh, roughly a hundred years. We know that the High Republic is, what, 150 years before the Phantom Menace, I believe. And then they talk a little bit, Leslie Headland saying, we're taking a look at the political and personal and spiritual things that came up in a time period that we don't know much about. My question when watching The Phantom Menace was always like, well, how did things get to, how did things get to this point? How did we get to a point where a Sith Lord can infiltrate the Senate and none of the Jedi picked up on it? Yes, of course, we all want to know how that happened. A hundred years before the Phantom Menace is right there with where we are right now in the High Republic. So this has to be right after the High Republic ends, the books, I'm guessing. I don't know if the characters are going to overlap. But yes. Be too old. Eh, we don't know some of them. I mean, most of them are humans, but we don't know. We might get some. Some of the, the, on, the main actress who's been cast which is not official, but looks a little yeah. bit like Keith Trennis. Probably not. Has a certain look. But she also yeah. goes on to uh, the Jedi uniforms are gold and white, and it's almost like they would never get dirty. They would never be out and about, Headland says. The idea is that they could have these types of uniform because that's how little they're getting into skirmishes. Two things. Yes, finally. Live action, High Republic Jedi ropes, 100%. High Republic Jedi do go out and get in a lot of skirmishes that we've seen. So if these those 50 years between the end of the High Republic books to when the Acolyte comes out, is it peace and love out there? It's, I mean, I would think so, because I don't know how long Mark and Roe lives, but I think he'd be dead by this point also. I don't know. I mean, if it's 100 years before Phantom Menace, it's a hundred years after a Light of the Jedi. So yeah. um the the shiny I actually like that quote about the shiny robes because it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes in a Star Wars book when in Into the Dark when Reef is talking about Jedi combat and he's like, I don't even know why we learned this because we never really use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and but I think it kind of has to be like this because the Jedi are driven into a very clear sense of security. Mm-hmm. Even when having a Sith Lord right in their face, they're like, ah, I don't think so. So at some point after the books and within the show, they have to like be at peace, I guess, and mm-hmm. things start happening in the shadows. That's the way I think the show is going to go. But I, I was very pleasantly surprised to see we were going to deal with Jedi because I thought this was going to be like a... I honestly thought this was going to be a Darth Plagueis story or something. So that was my next question. Are we getting Darth Plagueis in the shadows, maybe an extremely young Sheath uh, Palpatine? I don't know how... I know if 100 years, I don't know how far it'll go. I think, we'll get still... a young, I think we'll get a young Plagueis. Okay. I don't know who Plagueis' master was. Maybe we get that. 
and then it ends with him killing him and having to find his own um, mm. apprentice. But it's still kind of a mystery thriller out there. It's still set as this darker kind of show focusing on the how the Sith came into, into play. So I think we'll still get that. The Sith might be in the background because of course they're not, not showing themselves, but it's gonna be political, personal, and spiritual. Yep, love that. We love politics in Star Wars. They're getting a lot better. Personal, of course, any show that has that deep connection to the characters. And then spiritual, maybe there's a lot of forced things going on on the, on the show, on both light and dark side. So yeah, I'm all for all ready for the Acolyte. You know who would be a great master for Plagueis? Oh my god, people are gonna kill me. <laughs> I'm afraid to. Okay. An older Keith Trennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another whole show. Don't get <laughs> Connor in here. Um, oh, please get Connor here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know or we think because in Jedi and Dooku Jedi Lost, this is Master Trennis, one of the Lost 20. We've only known one Trennis, and that's Kif Trennis. Is there another Trennis out there at that point? Probably not. So Kif Trennis becomes one of the Lost 20. Is it because she left the Jedi Order, like some other Jedi, I won't say, because it might be some spoilers out there? Or does she turn to the dark side by the end of the High Republic? Maybe. She's not there anymore. She's not part of the council. She's not a Jedi. We'll see. That'll be extremely interesting. A great connection to the books. It's there. It's there for them if they want it. And then finally, Grammar Rodeo. So we speculated a little bit about this last week. This High Republic show, Star Wars and Stranger Things, Little Kids. It's not going to be happening in the High Republic. It's going to be directed by John Watts, who just left Fantastic Four. He did the MCU, Sony, um, so, uh, Spider-Man movies. And then the only information we get, casting for four 11 to 12-year-olds after Return of the Jedi. And inside Lucasfilm, the show is being described as a galactic version of classic ambling coming-of-age adventure films of the 80s. Great seems to be for a younger crowd, but we all love a good coming-of-age story. We're still in that time period that we are spending more and more time after Return of the Jedi. Is this Luke rebuilding his the Jedi Order, or is this something completely different? It doesn't talk about Jedi or anything. It's just four young kids out there after Return. <laughs> I think it is. I think it has to do with... Master but Sam. we're moving away from the Skywalker saga. How does it say how long after Return of the Jedi? No, the only thing is this time period after Return of the Jedi is similar to The Mandalorian, which is five years afterwards. But I think they're just talking that it's like Mando is taking place after Return of the Jedi. But I don't think it'll be more than five years. Really? Just me. Thing is, if you say, uh, yeah, I get it. If you say after Return of the Jedi, it's probably co closer to that movie. If you say before Force Awakens, it's closer to that yeah. movie, probably. I don't know, man. It, it It's interesting because, yes, it's in this time period we know, but it's in that time of space that we really don't know that much about. It's 30 years of story. That's mm -hmm. basically as long as the first six movies. Um, 
I, I'm excited for it. I, I, I like John Watts, the Amblin feel. I, I love E.T. It's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, very involved mm-hmm. with Amblin. So it, it would be cool if this was like, I don't want her to quit or anything, but it would be cool if this was like her going out. Um, yeah, her swan project, song like, yeah, yeah, like bringing it back to home where her career started. Yeah. But yeah. let's see, man. Because... Um, The thing I'm worried about, if this is a Luke Skywalker Academy movie, I'm all for it because probably means Ben Solo. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like if it's like five years after Return of the Jedi, would Luke already have this school? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Um, no idea. Again, there's no mention of Jedi or anything. No mention of Luke Skywalker. Just four. 11 to 12 year olds might be something completely different we'll see but it's good to get a little bit more information it's not high republic whatever we'll see all right do you feel excited for it or not really um yeah i mean it's a new star wars show of course i'm gonna be excited um a little bit more information might be better um i've said before i want to move away from the stories that we know We have Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and we have Ahsoka and all these shows in that same kind of time period after Return. Mm-hmm. So I would prefer something different. But not knowing what this show is going to be about, if it's Luke rebuilding the Jedi Order, I don't know. I'll, I'm kind of meh on that idea. Okay. If it's something different, then okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. By the way, um, Mo said something that's interesting. She's saying we'll probably say see Yoda and the Acolyte, and I agree. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be like, finally, we can. I don't. I can do. A, I can do the Yoda voice. And like with everything, we're hoping we get more information on celebration. Yeah, I really hope John Watts is there. Then, If, okay. You know, they they already made that announcement. He's got. He's officially making this. I hope he's there and talk yeah. a little bit about it. Yeah. So next Thursday. Oh man, we're gonna be so busy that Thursday next week. But please temper your expectations, people. Never. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want people to go like, why didn't we get a trailer for the Acolyte? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't even. Maybe what? some concept art, but no. Why didn't they announce the Thrawn trilogy? <laughs> oh, dude, no more Thrawn. Give me a, a rest from Thrawn for about six more years. Precisely. All right. <laughs> yes. Well, as you know, the Jesus and the Z is very important that we keep that. Because I is wrong. Who's no? Who never did? He's like a Spaniard speaking English. He always has that. He's like CH. a German Spaniard yeah. hybrid thing. The Jesus Embassy is the most <laughs> important thing. And my Ilavanto, he knows. All right. Anyway, so when we Kenobi speculation, let's talk about Kenobi. Yeah, we we get a little video. It's from the trailer, but that's fine. So we finally get. Kenobi, after so many years think, talking about Kenobi, is it going to happen? It's not going to happen. It's happening in six days. I'm not going to ask if you're excited because we are all very excited. But there you go. Of course, there you have it. I mean, everyone's been out there in the promotional circuit. Deborah Chow, um, Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, Moses Ingram. Everyone's out there. Everyone's doing, yeah, I'll, I'll narrate the next Throne book. I mean... It might be the only way to get me to do some Throne, to read Throne narrated. 
Um, but just a quote real quick by Deborah Chow. She says, for me, across the prequels, through the original trilogy, there's a love story dynamic with these two that goes through the whole thing. I felt like it was quite hard to not include the person who left Kenobi in such anguish in the series, talking about bringing Darth Vader back. What intrigued her was the idea that despite what Vader had become, Kenobi might still care deeply about him. I don't know how you could not. She says, I don't think he ever will not care about him. What's special about that relationship is that they loved each other. So that already puts you that mentality for this series that we're gonna be broken down emotionally they, she goes on to say that at the beginning of the series, Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin survived. He thinks that he killed him in Mustafar, which was going to be one of my questions. That's interesting. Where, where after hearing those, those quotes, this emotional journey for both of them, I don't know, what, what are you expecting from this series, at least for those two characters? So I just want to say like one quick thing. The... the the Vanity Fair article talks about this thing of she going to Hayden's house and sitting oh, down yeah. and, and talking about it. And uh, quick story, it just reminded me of when Last Jedi was coming out, Ryan talked about Carrie doing that same thing. She He talked about one day she like knocked on his door and she's like, yeah, I have some um, pointers on the script. And he's like, okay. And then she barged <laughs> in and went to his room and laid on his bed and he's like, okay. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah. So it, it kind of reminded me of that. Um, so, man, I, I'm so excited with all of this. Um, it's it has to be a heartbreak, and and that angle that Kenobi thinks he killed um, Anakin, and him finding out he's alive. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so because <sighs> then you see how maybe he's like maybe I should go. Because mm-hmm. maybe he's with the skill and he's like, I didn't try enough. I didn't try enough. I killed him. And suddenly he's like, wait, he's alive? Maybe I can go there and tra- change the tide here. Yeah, it's something I've, I don't know why. I always thought that at the beginning of this series that Obi-Wan would know that Anakin had survived and that he was Darth Vader already. And I knew, yeah, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster anyway. But knowing that, no, at the beginning of this story, he doesn't know. Once he learns that Anakin Skywalker is still out there, that's, I mean, I'm not one to start saying, oh, give them awards or anything. But the way you and McGregor can come to this scene, this series, and just deliver. And then, like you said, maybe this is why he leaves Luke to go and find Anakin and try to bring him back or whatever. Now we're talking. Now, yes, give me this series yesterday. And... This takes me on so many tangents. You know, we're seeing that moment with Owen. He's like, "No, he the boy. We talked about this. The boy, the boy must be trained." I love that line. With it, we talked about this. Wait, what? I I love again. Just giving us a little bit more context. Yeah, we talked about this. When the time comes, he must be trained. So I can imagine that scene ending and he having even performance anxiety, being like, "Yeah, the last time I tried to train a Skywalker, it backfired," and then him being like. A Skywalker should train a Skywalker. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine? Yeah. We'll get Leia. We're getting the trio. We're back together. The band is back together. So, I mean, does he know that it's Darth Vader when when he learns that Anakin is alive? Will he make the connection? Is he, oh, there's Darth Vader out there? Who tells him? How does he learn that Vader 
it's Anakin or that Anakin is out there. That's gonna be how does he learn this? It was man, now I'm thinking about the trailer and that sequence where it's implied he's seeing him get built. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine him not knowing and seeing that for the oh my god? <laughs> you if he's just facing Vader for whatever reason and then just removes his mask and oh fuck, that's Anakin. <sighs> I, I also yeah, there's so many ways. I also think about a lot about uh, oh god, I, I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, and I, I got it, I got it. I always saw this story, and I, I mentioned I, I wrote a treatment for it. By the way, yeah, I, I, I it. this is Spanish. Sorry, people. But, gotta check it out. Yeah. So I always had this vision that because I, I wrote that very soon after Last Jedi, and I paralleled um, Kenobi with with Luke. Because mm -hmm. we're going through very much the same thing. But it's interesting because we're going to start with Kenobi a little bit earlier in this arc than we where we saw Luke. We're yeah. going to see him learn that he is not the person to turn um, Anakin. Maybe they're still good there, but he's not the guy who's going to do it. Do you think during that, it can be during that conversation, or maybe if Reva the third sister is hunting Kenobi. Do you think we see glimpses, glimpses of Anakin? Oh, uh, Lawrence, the, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Lauren, it's Deborah Shaw. She's doing the whole thing. Yes, which is great. Uh, do you Reba. think we'll get glimpses of Anakin from behind Vader? Like he turns or returns to win Anakin for a minute to either help Obi-Wan escape from the Inquisitors or does... You're my brother. I loved you. And he kind of becomes Anakin for five seconds and then yeah, I, kind of in Rebels when he sees Ahsoka yeah. and then goes back. That's where I'm going. That's really where I'm going. Um, I think, or Kenobi will think he's this close to turning. Yeah. And that's like very similar to Last Jedi. You know, we have get the scene where Snoke <laughs> thinks Kylo is playing for his team and no, he's not. So maybe we get something like that. I could. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, here so, we go. Let me write it down. So there's evidence. Record this, everyone. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Vader's going to kill Reva. And no! To your point, to your point, Kenobi's going to think, oh, he's trying to help me. And he's going to kill her, and he's going to be like, no, you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't that too similar to Jedi Fallen Order when he kills Trilla? It's like poetry. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it has to rhyme. Yeah, so we can make know, all this. Wait, wait. You know, if Vader and Reva are fighting Kenobi, Vader wants that kill. Yeah, he, nobody's right. taking that away from him. It's, I don't, how much Vader are we getting? Because we have Reva, we have the Grand Inquisitor, Inquisitor the sixth brother, the other, the other sister, the other Inquisitor. I forget her name. I think they said mention her name or her call sign or whatever i forgot there's three inquisitors out there plus vader there's a lot of killing that can go on so we'll see it, but to your point i don't know how much vader is going to be on the show he'll be and, there a few episodes i mean at least i mean action wise like going out there and fighting is it just that one i'm guessing just the one with kenobi at some point vader's a character that he's effective when used the least and that's a bit contradictory because i love seeing him yeah. stuff but i don't 
they're also giving a lot of emphasis to Hayden being back. I don't know. I, I can't wait to see how it's going to yeah. play out. So Lauren put down on the comments. I'm just going to hide it real quick. She says, I'll be disappointed if Reva dies at the end of this series. I 100% agree with Lauren. Also because Lucasfilm, unfortunately, has to have the best track records with African-American characters, black characters. So you bring another black female new character and just kill them off the first series that we get them. Kind of gives, eh, looks a little bad. But again, it's six episodes. If each episode is one hour, that's like a whole trilogy. So, okay, I'll give you a pass. But my hope, because we're getting a Kenobi season two and I'm okay with it being one series. My hope is by the end that Reva turns, returns to the light. And then we get a show about her looking for Jedi's and trying to that would be a great story that would be yeah. that, that would not only be a great story it would be a great different story yeah and then she can run into cal Kestis, maybe even runs into caleb doom as he's hiding with hera trying to bring him back and he said nah, no no i can't anymore so there's you can do something with reva if she yeah. turns back to the light and then switch it give us that whole series so that's why i'm hoping she doesn't die Moses Ingram is great. So if she oh, wants so to like hang out in Star Wars, that would yeah. be awesome. And man, let's, let's talk real quick. The Inquisitors look. We've already talked about the Grand Inquisitor. I'm on board with the design, but everyone else and their armor, their costume is so great. All the lightsabers. We might get spinny lightsabers, helicopters. We got he said in the interview, we might get yeah. those Rupert Finn said we can you, fly. You I think we're getting we're getting one. You know I love stupid Star Wars, and for me the spinny thingies are the stupidest things. So yeah. Oh man, I just I the first thing is like, what the hell is this? And now just give it to me. Give me that, weird. that freak flying through the air with a just make a tornado in Tatooine with all that dust, a dust tornado, and then what's going on? And the Grand Inquisitor is in the middle. Just give me that. Are we getting flashback to the Clone Wars? That's what everyone wants. See Anakin. Back in this whole glory and Kenobi in the Clone Wars armor, maybe Padme. I don't know if we're Padme gonna. Get, I wish we did, especially if it means Padme. I don't know, man. I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up for that, really. Well, we're speculating. I don't. I think, I think we're getting Clone Wars flashback. We have Hayden back. He's under the suit. We'll see him as Vader without the helmet, just getting built. I think there'll be at least one Clone Wars flashback. Yeah, because my main thing is like bringing back Hayden just to put him under the mask. Yeah, and it feels yeah. weird. So he, I really hope he gets to do some acting and yeah. redemption for for him because he's a good actor. Like, I really hope he gets like a very cool scene or something. Okay. I'll read this quote from Hayden Christensen. Also, he said, a lot of my conversations with Deborah were about wanting to convey this feeling of strength, but also coupled with imprisonment, Christensen says. There is this power and vulnerability, and I think that's an interesting space to explore. So we're getting more of the Vader that we're seeing in the comics that has that kind of duality of what, just happened, still caring for Padme, what did I do? But still, I gotta serve the Emperor? Or is it more the movie Vader that's just small machine now than man? I think we're getting more of this, and like he said, this trapped inside this suit and he can't get out, my warriors to rip it out and he can't. I Yeah, I, th I think so too. I was just thinking, it helps. what if we don't get a flashback, but the 
the main reason we spend a lot of time with Hayden is like we get a Vader episode. Like oh, maybe man. maybe like before the last two episodes, episode it's like it's six episodes. Yes. So what if like in episode three they finally meet? And then episode four is like maybe a mini flashback to the beginning of the show, but everything from Vader's point of view. And then you get to see, because if we're going to get that sense of imprisonment, I think we have to spend some time with him. Mm -hmm. Unless, have you seen this movie called Enemy Mine? Oh, man. I, I don't <laughs> what if they get stranded together? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I almost, I almost said I love Enemy Mine and I'm not going that far. I haven't watched it probably in 35 years. That's a little too much. But yes, I watched this as a kid, and I re I said in the, on this show that Rebels episode of Kalos and Seb, that's exactly. enemy mine right there. Exactly. No. Why do we get something like that? They're stranded <laughs> on a planet without lightsabers. Like, what <laughs> they're just hell? out of reach of the lightsabers. You're just walking away. Oh, God, I want to kill you. No, you can't. I don't know. That's that might be, That'd be weird. <laughs> be weird. But a whole Vader episode that that could be great. Same. We got a Mando episode. We can get a whole Vader episode. Precis precisely, yeah. Um, so be before we get jump into a few things, we're going to go a little bit over an hour, but I'll try to shorten a few things. Flashback, we talked about it. Are we getting a mention of Satine? Satine Chris? Please, please, please. I yes. So. We have to get a mention. Um, surprise appearances. We've mentioned before. Are we getting Cody? Cody's path to... Wild card pick, yes, we're getting Cody. Oh, freaking Cody. If he comes back and I don't know, helps oh, man just die. There you well, go. Don't kill Reva. Don't kill Reva. Cody's Cody. there helping Kenobi. Oh, he, if he's there, he has to die. And Vader freaking stuffing through the chest. Why do you hate Cody so much? Because he sucks. <laughs> no, Cody, I it's just from like my third episode, I ranked the clones and I always had this joke that Cody just left. He saw Kenobi fall down and he went, okay, you Done. new clone trooper, just stay right over there. I gotta go, I gotta meet him back in Coruscant. I got a hot date. I gotta head out of here. It's like, dude, just stay there for 15 minutes and see if he comes up. That's your whole job is to kill Kenobi and you just, I'm washing my hands, I'm leaving. He could have ended the Clone Wars right there. He could have saved the galaxy. No, let's, Look at what happened. Yeah. So that's why I said that he's the worst. And then in season seven of the Clone Wars, when we get the Bad Batch, here's Cody knocked out. He doesn't do yeah. anything for the. Ju they just carry him. Record just carrying him around. Oh, what have I got knocked down two days ago? Yeah, Cody, shut up. That's why I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about this, Lawrence, uh, mentioning uh, bounty hunters being on the show? So I was going to ask what bounty hunters, because Reva said. Every bounty hunter, every low life go after Kenobi. There's someone in the shadows with a hat. People already saying that's Cat Bane. I don't think we're getting Cat Bane on this show, but he was introduced already. Um, we have who else? Um, I know who Bosk. We have Four Long that we already, if you see also the art, one of those interviews I just saw it's not Four Long, it's the same type of species or bounty on, but it's not for long kind of IG-11 and IG-88. I don't know. I don't, just give me new bounty hunters. I don't care about all the other ones. I I'm going to go with another wild card pick. That guy sitting right behind you in the wall. This guy? He might. The, the other way. Uh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with him. You know, uh, as I was saying that I didn't want any bounty hunters, I thought I started thinking, okay, what's the time period? Is Boba Fett around? He'll be young. 
but he's and there. He'll be around. He'll be around. It's kind of a new hope. Five years, ten years before a new hope. Nine, nine years. Is no, yeah. nine years. He's around. He's around. Give me Daniel but Logan now. It, it would be a great parallel to see him fight Kenobi like his dad. It would oh. also supercharge the show. <laughs> the show with Boba Fett, with yeah. Darth Vader, with Kenobi. And then would they do a deep fake Temura Morrison or give us Daniel Logan? I say give us Daniel Logan, or do like you said in Looper, do that combination of Joseph Gordon Levitt with Bruce Willis. Do Ooh, a, you can do, you can do a combination cool. with Daniel Logan and Tamura, then deep fake it that way. You got the technology, use it. Are we getting a helmetless Vader against Kenobi confrontation? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just had it there for a reason. We'll, we'll get him for sure, but oh, I don't know yeah. fighting. Maybe not fighting, but he might remove remove his mask when he's talking to Kenobi at some point. Yosu, look, look what you did to me. This is your fault. Scarred, burned. Brother. I got <laughs> brother. You love me. Look at my hair. I don't have no hair. It used to be golden locks. Now I got nothing. Man, I I, I really want this. I, <laughs> I really want him to take off that mask and just have this monologue. Yes. Uh, yes. Vader talking. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said a word in 10 years because yeah, I he's got to go. <gasps> take it off. <laughs> and they just, okay, I need my rebreather again. <laughs> Finally. Uh, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't mean all that. <laughs> That's how Kenobi beats him. Just keeps him talking without his mask so he can't get his breathing system. Um, so I wanted to ask, as we're winding down, all the other characters remaining from the cast that was announced, we don't know who everyone else is playing. So main one, because we saw him on the trailer, and there's a little bit of an interview that came out yesterday yeah, with, I already messed up his name, Kumail Naijani. Mm -hmm. um, some people thought first he was going to be a droid because it brings this comedic element. We saw him on the trailer. Looks like Jedi robes underneath. So at least I was, okay, that's the Jedi that Obi-Wan is talking about when, when he says the fighting's done, stay hidden. But on an interview yesterday on a podcast that he was on, he goes on to say the name of the character is H-A-J-A. -A. Haja, Haja, I don't know how you pronounce it. Haja, ha, I don't know. Haja, maybe. It's hiding in not hiding, works in Deyu, which is this new planet that we've seen. That's survival, the, sorry? That's the one with the neon lights? Yes. So he works in Deyu, survival is all that matters, and cons people for money. So maybe he's not a, a Jedi. Well, then my mind started, gears started sinking. Oh, Roberto's here. How are you doing, Roberto? Thanks for joining us for our Kenobi talk. So it reminded me this interpretation a little bit, excuse me, kind of a mixture of Kanan and Ezra when we meet Ezra at the beginning of Rebels. This kid trying to make ends, ends meet, conning people for food, just to, not for money, but just to help out. So maybe he's this ex-Jedi that's now in day you kind of hiding, trying to stay away from the bigger conflict and then gets dragged into it, into this, because Kenobi is there for a reason. So that's what I was thinking. And then what if, and this, like you said before, this is when I'm hatching my bets that this is gonna happen, or at least this is what I'm thinking. What if that part from the trailer, 
because why would he be wearing Jedi robes that look like Jedi if he's not a Jedi hiding in day you are waking over there working? What if that part from the trailer is a flashback to Order 66 and he's hiding? He's a Jedi, a younger Jedi hiding somewhere during Order 66. Maybe he's in Coruscant while Anakin is chopping heads of little younglings. He hides, he survives Order 66, and then goes to Deyu and says, I just don't want to deal with this, and I'm just trying to survive out here. And Kenobi has to go find him because the Inquisitors are after him, and that's why he leaves Tatooine. So I'm, that's my my bet is that that scene is a flashback to Order 66 when he survives and then moves to Deyu. So, okay, I, I have two thoughts. I think he's an ex-Jedi turned con man because, you know, he has Nothing. to survive some mm -hmm. some way. Uh, my second choice, and it's a boring real-world answer. <laughs> Every time we see someone with Jedi robes, everyone gets excited. And, like, when you really think about it, Jedi robes are just Uncle mm -hmm. Owen's clothing from A New Hope. So, yeah. like, I don't really put that much stock into seeing someone wear robes because Uncle Owen wore those same robes. But I don't know. I, I, I go with my bet. I think he's an... If that's a um, flashback, maybe. I don't know. It is. What do I mean, maybe? And I, I agree that Jedi, Jedi robes. Yeah, it's a flashback. Roberto's with us. Again, Roberto will be here with us next week doing cool. all these special shows. Um, I understand the thinking, oh, it's just regular robes that people wear. Look at everyone on Tatooine. You wouldn't be wearing that clothes in that neon planet, I think. If you're back on a desert planet, it makes sense. Have you been there? Yes, actually. I just came back from Deyu last weekend. That's why I was late to the show. About this robe. <laughs> <laughs> it's back there in my closet. It didn't fit the, the decor of the place, so they kicked me out of the club. I had to go buy some neon clothes and sparkly shoes. See, they feel out of place. Roberto's with me 100%, so we'll see. We won't have a lot, a lot to wait to see to see what's going on. I don't know when we'll get this character, but he'll be there. Then we have O'Shea Jackson. We don't know which character he's playing. Lawrence saying, I think he will be just a conman scoundrel character. Maybe could be, could be. We need a good scoundrel. Um, O'Shea Jackson has been quiet. He's a, a known name out there, so I'm surprised you haven't heard who he's playing. Simone Kessel, which I don't know too much about her. And then Benny Safdie which I've seen him in a few things. He's a director, this... but he's an actor. Yeah. So we have three. I think these are the only three from that original casting call that we have heard nothing about them. It'd be interesting. Yeah. That first trailer had, or that, yeah, first teaser trailer had like a giant droid walking around. Maybe one of these characters is playing them. Um, no idea. Um. I don't know. So we talked a little bit at the beginning about Kenobi and Owen. We got that extended clip about when we time count, he must be trained. And then Owen's like, eh, you only care if his powers are showing, basically. Um, so what do you think? What do you make out of this relationship? How much more are we going to get between Owen and Kenobi? Or is that the scene and that's it? So I'm very interested in that relationship specifically because I was just tweeting with someone the other day about the Return of the Jedi novelization where mm -hmm. we get the reveal that Owen and Obi-Wan are brothers. 
<laughs> yeah. And so it's it's very interesting to see how that relationship has evolved. And it's a relationship, you know, we've gotten comics here and there expanding it a little bit, but it's going to be great seeing um, them play it out. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I, don't I, I, don't, yes. I don't expect Uncle Owen to be in the show that much, maybe two episodes or we haven't seen anything about Beru. Hopefully she's not there just, hey, look, you should get your blue milk. Okay, bye. It's like, eh, give us give us something. It's a little bit more with... Oh, It'd be great if we spent a little time with them, but I don't think it's going to be that much. I don't think they'll be in all six episodes. No, no, no. Um, they'll go on the journey with him. <laughs> all right, you can take him, but we got to be there. Got to make sure he doesn't fall behind on, on his school. Like baby Luke, CGI Mark Hamill. <laughs> Oh my god, we got the oh my god, we get we got the Disney gallery and we see Uncle Owen carrying Mark Hamill. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, here we go. And just miniaturize him. Yeah. It'll be so good. Just Mark Hamill just but, doing all the things and you bring the little kid so he can just By the way, is is the kid playing uh Luke the same baby from Revenge of the Sith, or did I just make this up? You you made this up. I made this up, okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Revenge of the Sith came out. It's almost 20 years ago. He'll be like 17 yeah, or 18 okay, years okay. old. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I think I'm younger than I, than I think I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get these brain parts at times. Uh, kid actor just so younger and younger now. He's been baby acting since he was a baby. He's just de aging him too much when all the way to nine years. Everyone has to understand for me, Revenge of the Sith came out like five years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to try and watch it tomorrow just to get hyped for the show. Oh, I, I rewatched it a couple of nights ago. Yeah. All right. So. Five year old movie. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, you're right. Alti trying to connect the dots. Well, oh, wait. Just seeing everything work in real time, it, it's a pleasure. Um, all right. Anything else? I know we could keep talking, but I think we, we can wrap it up. Um, anything else that you might want to see, just Kenobi, just give us just that beard and that hair. We'll be happy. Already uh, mentioned a little bit how he might. Do you think that's the reason? That would be a great reason for him to leave Tatooine is because he learned that Anakin survived and he needs to go. I, I like that reasoning. And yeah. to what I said, maybe him revisiting this whole thing and being like, I can uh, maybe seeing it as a shortcut and all I want is for him to learn a lesson here and maybe him being like, I don't have to wait 19 years. I could just go like Ray. I can just go to him and turn him. I saw it as clear <laughs> as the light of day. Yeah. Like I, I, I really like that angle. So the, I, the, the, the way yeah. I've always, and very quick, the way I've over always seen it, I always thought he got forced out maybe there's a yeah. danger there that he has to go and drive it out or maybe he gets kidnapped i don't know so that's the way i've always seen it so i'm very interested to see how it really happens so is this qui-gon's force ghost who reveals that anakin is alive force ghosts can travel you might know that anakin's alive he's co been communicating with yoda by the way roberto <laughs> yes Yes, we will, because that's how, yeah. how Hollywood tells a time time. Pass. Yeah, <laughs> and plus stress. You can see all the presidents so with black hair by four years. They're all white out, so we'll have some gray, a little bit more gray. Yeah. <sighs> uh, what, what were you saying, Alberto? Uh, Alberto, sorry. 
is Qui-Gon's ghost the one that tells Kenobi, maybe Anakin's still out there. You made a promise. You got to go save this boy. I've always also thought about him being like, uh, it's the boy. And he's like, yes, I'm watching over him. He's no. like, not that no, boy, no, no. the other boy. But Qui-Gon knows. he Because he, he, Force ghosts see everything. They don't see time. So he knows he's out there. He knows what's going to happen. Like He knows Anakin's going to kill Obi-Wan eventually. So I don't know how big a role he has. Maybe he has a role in helping Obi-Wan not lose faith or or, or get it back. Because that's something he mentions in the article. Yeah. Like he, We start off with an Obi-Wan who has lost all faith in everything. So it's also interesting to see him being like, the boy must be trained. Like, trained in what, bro? Yeah, it's, the fighting's done. You just said it. The fighting's done. We lost. Stay healing. What? Why do we need to train him? So yeah, that's my other one. Qui-Gon's gonna be the one to tell him, dude, come on, Anakin, you got no, a job to finish. You made a promise. You made a promise. Promise me you'll train the boy. But how, how how do you think that would play out when with him finding Darth Vader and there being no way to turn him? Well, that's what makes this show interesting. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, what it, what it means for him and Qui Gon? Like, where does that go in the end? Like, they're being like, "Bro, you played me." <laughs> I don't. Maybe he, I don't know. He, he will go back, and maybe he. Maybe that's when oh, we hear. Maybe he's talking he to Qui Gon. Maybe he calls him, and Qui Gon just ghosts him for like five years. <laughs> yeah, oh, wasn't me. Oops, see, we don't see him again. <laughs> came up five years too early. Yeah, I don't know. It might. I don't. I, hey, I don't know. How I'm, 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 so what we know is that once you die, the weird thing is like they don't see time. So it's like at first it's weird for them to adapt, but once they connect, they see it all. Like they don't see a distinction between Obi Wan in New Hope and Obi Wan in Phantom Menace or Obi Wan in Rise of Skywalker. It's for them, it's all the same thing. It's it's weird. It's, it's Couldn't weird. he just tell him, okay, Obi-Wan, yes, you're going to die in 20 years. I mean, nine years. They're going to stab you, but oh. it's all part of the plan. You'll be fine. No, they can't They can't intervene, man. That, that breaks the script. That makes it all then, too easy. Then just hide. Then why are Force Ghosts? Are they just bored then? The, ah, let me just go the, mess with The them. way I'm seeing it is maybe he's trying to give Obi-Wan hope back, and Obi-Wan takes it as, you should go out there. <laughs> Say no, that's the, why do you take that's not what I said. I, I keep going to it. He has to learn a lesson here. That's he has to have an arc. There's a lesson to be learned here, which is not what they learned from that article. All right, we'll wrap it up with that one. All right, so Oti, as always, great to have you here. Thank you to Mo, Lauren, and Roberto for joining us today. Great as always having you in the chat. Next week, next week is the big one again. Special episode on Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Same at Friday. And then we're back here at 5 p.m. on Saturday covering everything. So our celebration, everything Kenobi. I don't know if we do on Friday because there will be a lot of celebration news. Talk only about the first episode of Kenobi. And then on Saturday, cover the second one. We might go that route. Just let me know. Um, so, all right. That's it for us. Oti, thank you for being here. So I don't know if you want to plug something. I'm sure people know already. But... I'm here every Saturday from now on, and next yeah. week a couple of times. So yeah, yeah. But you can always follow me at 
know. Yeah, it's it's there. It's on the video description. Same for us. I do have my spoiler review of Brotherhood in our website, so go check that out. Um, enjoy the book. A few points I could do without. Come on, Mace wasn't that bad. But it's a great book if you love Anakin, if you love Kenobi, love everything about the Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones, especially Attack of the Clones. It's very close. It's a few weeks after Attack of the Clones. So it's like, yeah, we're in the war. You learn why the Jedi go into the war, why they join the Republic Army, why they're with the clones. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's, it's all Papa's fault. I mean, yeah. we know. But it's like, obviously. He gets it's more like, into it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Come on, you bastard. You're reading and you look, come on, do you understand it? It's right there. He's playing you. But anyway. All right. So as always, thanks for being here, everyone. Stay safe. Be safe. And may the force be with you in a minute when I get my music. There we go. May the force be with you.